So I get these thoughts through my head about looking at everything that I've made to date. The paintings, the drawings, sculptures, the films, the books, the music, all the acting I've done, the dancing. <laughs> and I think, is that it, you know, is, is, does that truly represent me? Does it represent all the people I've met? The experiences I've had, I should be doing more to try and encapsulate a life. I do things in cycles. I realize that I'm getting used to that. And I have fallow periods where it's just got to sit and ferment. It's apparently resting, but I know that there are things going on. It's not that I'm not doing anything, but I'm, I know I'm I'm getting ready to ride the next wave and that I'm figuring things out subconsciously or I'm taking a break because I'm going to do something new. And then I put I put the paintings away. I don't like to live with them. I like to rest them as well. And I know that's incredibly good fun because um, when I come to get them out, maybe after a month, a couple of months, Sometimes it's just a couple of weeks. And if I leave it a long enough time, they really are like, they're new. And they they seem changed. Or I don't remember it that way. Or or when you're painting, you, you, you're so involved in the process. You are so attached. It's hard to zoom out and be objective or see them as a whole. And so you you see them for the for the first time in a long break and they seem so fresh and ones you weren't sure about are suddenly fascinating and you 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 can love one that you were thinking ah, I don't know about that one and you love that more and that's something that I have realized that changes all the time too that just depends on your mood at a certain time what's going on in your life so I keep, I keep them all just to see how that changes, something I've decided that uh, I sh you know, should have left it, it's more open, it's, uh, it was better, oh, I've ruined it, thoughts that you go through. Not in the technique that I was telling you about. I don't, that's why I'm, I'm telling you not to think about that when you first start out because it's, it, that stuff plays tricks on you. It, it your perspective is changing. It, it's so fluid um, how you feel about something, and it it changes. But what I have to remind myself, and it's this is a, a a tricky notion to grasp, but it really came out with the Voyager One and Voyager Two expeditions, and this golden record, because the producer of this golden record had something very interesting to say about it. Because here you are sending the whole of human civilization and history out into space, representing yourself to a prospective alien who you want to grasp what our whole civilization has been about, our whole species has been about. How can you do that on a golden record? And yet there isn't the weight or the space to do anything more on that, on that technology. That's all it could carry was this uh, record 
as in a disc with a hole in it where you could put a stylus on it and you could emit the sounds recorded onto this golden record. That was going to last for the longest time, this metal. And, and of course, everybody criticizes what is on there, on this golden record. It's a singular vision because not many people decided what was on there, which I think is actually better. The idiosyncrasy and the un uniqueness of a vision actually says more, accomplishes more in its focus and in its concentration than if you diluted the message with, with a sort of committee decisions, um, which really comes to describing how fractals work microcosm and macrocosm. The criticism was on the choices on, on, uh, of the record, but no matter what happened, that you would always have to leave something out. You cannot encompass everything about culture on one record, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because in the small is the whole. In the small is the big, it is a fractal. You have in the small all the information of how the whole works. That's the physics of it. My work is the whole. Your work is the whole. What I've done has got everything in it. I don't have to worry about putting any more things in there. It describes the whole of the universe. It describes my whole life. It describes me. I know it describes me. I know the more I've gone down this road in wanting to discover through paint, for example, something that is not human, that is not animal, that is not a repeated pattern, like an ornament or a repeated pattern on a building or in a tile, that isn't landscape, that isn't nature isn't my environment. In searching for that, I know that I have described myself, the essence of myself. Take, for example, the so-called petal paintings or my so-called wing paintings. I'm saying they're so-called because I might try and change the name of that because it's, it's just a label. I mean, that's why you want to leave things untitled a lot of the time because it so limits in calling them a wing painting, I'm, I'm limiting them. They've, they are, I'm calling them that because they have that shape and there's two of them and they need each other. They are selfies of each other. They're mirrors of each other. They are the search for self. And they just came about. I didn't set out to do that. I just realized, you know, standing back from them, that that's what they are. They have the synesthesia in there, the idea that senses overlap, that they merge. The petal paintings have this sense of the almost autistic quality I have of needing space around me, needing to be very separate. And so that's why they, they really coexist. They work hand in hand, the petal paintings and the wing paintings. The wing paintings are the petal paintings before they got smudged and synthesized and synergized and squished and that's how I feel about my senses that I seek to keep them separate and then they merge suddenly 
It's so much who I am, how I relate to people. If you want the D- my DNA, that's it. And that's why it's so exciting. And that's why I encourage you to do this too. Regardless of whether you're a scientist or an engineer. And I have conversations uh, with a friend of mine who's a scientist. And we find that our conversations converge. And it stops being about science or about art altogether. That's also very, very exciting. And in thinking about this uh, trip to space, because space uh, fascinates me because my petals exist in space and I'm frightened and fascinated by the idea of space or the non-human. And there was a point where the scientists were um, not happy about this idea of turning the Voyager vehicle around to take a photograph of what was behind them, of all the planets They've been through the, the cosmos and of Earth. It was the ultimate selfie. And they, the discussion was, well, this isn't science. We can't justify using the fuel or taking the time or the resources of this vehicle to take such a picture. What is it, what it, is it worth? Well, it is worth a lot in terms of our culture, which is beyond what the, the label or the, the definition of what science and art is, that's when that converges in that photograph. And not to limit yourself about what, oh, well, that's not, that's not science, or that's not art. Don't limit what art is or what science is, because it is ultimately infinite what all of these things are, because they are fractal. Art contains science in it, and science contains art in it. And so, That is why to approach the making of art, for example, what I know most intimately, because I am predisposed to be an artist, that's what my skill sets, that's what my talents predispose me to do, although I love to get into abstraction, where all of these different aspects of human life and endeavor converge where those definitions break down. I just find my route to that through, through art, writing music, writing books, making pictures, performing. But one of the inhibitors or the limitations that we put on ourselves when we think about, could I do this? Because I certainly did not see myself as being an artist in my life. I had no idea that that was ever possible for me. And I, and in talking to you in this love letter, to you, male or female, it's a love letter about art, it's a love of art, it's a love letter about culture. And as I say to you, I don't want you to limit yourself. I don't think as human beings we should limit ourselves. And stand back from what we've made and say, oh, that is not enough because it's not this, it's not that, looking for everything that is wrong with it, instead of saying it is as much a representation of humanity as anything else. And if you see your work, you see yourself as a fractal, and you see what you make as a fractal, then gone is that idea of hierarchy. I'm not making a statement, a a mission for uniformity or that we're all the same. 
it's not that. I don't think that everybody is predisposed. I think some people are going to express themselves in different ways. I think we're different. And that just comes out as the desire. Who I am speaking to are people who have the desire but feel that they are limited or don't know they have certain talents and abilities and are not going to find out because you're not even going to get off the starting block because there are so many ideas of what culture is and an over-hierarchical notion of what culture is. It's not that we don't know the difference between a beautiful gourmet meal and a sort of a quick and easy buffet, for example. There is a difference in the quality of that. There are differences, but I think you've got to be more attuned to that. And I don't think that you start out by saying, oh, I'm only a person who can make buffets. That's who I am. You don't know what gourmet stuff is going to come out of you. And it's also, I'm thinking about this in terms of where our future as the human species lies, uh, where our future goes with technology and robotics. Because the idea of what culture is is going to become even more accentuated as the idea of us as a species being divided along manual labor, those who have to work with their hands, that's going to be breaking down. And I think we're already going through painful adjustments to that with the prospect of robots taking over tasks. It's also a liberation because what happened to us with the Industrial Revolution when technology came along was that it, it really did enslave. And I'm thinking about my grandmother who worked. That side of my family were working in factories repetitious jobs. I mean, it was, it's not that we didn't have that in agriculture as well, but um, I mean, this was um, nightmarish and I just, and, and I'm happy with this idea that we're going to be stopping doing that as a human species. And I'm sad for my, my ancestors that they had to go through that. Um, you know, you see it in Charlie Chaplin's film, um, just uh, the human being having to keep up with machines and having to function like a machine. Um, and so I'm thinking about this idea that we are going to have more time on our hands. And my desire is that we concentrate on what it is to have human cycles and a human instincts and that we are de developing our capacity for culture, making things in a less hierarchical way than we had before, because we're going to have all this time now. We're not going to be a culture built on the division of, of work and play, of what labor is and what intellect is. Those divisions are going to be breaking down. And my desire is that human beings are more connected across the board with their creativity and what creativity is going to do for, for us as human beings is make us more attuned to our natural cycles, our cycles that go along with the seasons on a larger scale 
and also our cycles, our creative cycles, at what point we are fallow, at what point we are creative, and how our creative processes work, which then comes to the emphasis of art as process, meaning you as an individual figure out how you make things, how you develop who you are, your choices about whether you want to deal with patterns, make people, or, or none of those things, look for something that is beyond that, or how they intertwine with each other, and that you go on a journey of discovering about yourself as a human being. And in terms of thinking of culture versus civilization, if we think about it as culture rather than civilization as in who is civilized and what is civilized, what is higher than, what is lower than, that we don't think about it in those terms, but that we stay connected to nature, which is the prime example of of creativity, natural cycles, so that in looking for language that is beyond nature, I'm actually looking for what created nature. I'm looking for the source. So it is still a matter of staying connected to what it is to be human, what it is to live on uh, in nature, and that creativity keeps you connected to that so that this idea of what a robot is and what a human being is, that we're very clear about what that is, that they are interesting experiments for us, but not a replacement for culture, for our own creativity. That it is fascinating to look and see what makes us different from robots, and I think that that is our connection with nature that makes us different. And I also think that in terms of watching empires or civilizations come and go and they get destroyed, um, which is why the golden record matters to us so much because I think we want to sort of live on and we want, well, if we want to live on in a golden record, we can also live on as cultures rather than seeing ourselves as um, so separated from other countries that we find that we are connected and that our cultures are different in fascinating ways, not in ways that we see as greater than or less than. The whole idea of what was barbaric and what was Roman, what was civilization and what was barbaric, that uh, we have a more com complex idea about that. And to understand that, it was is if we as individuals express ourselves more freely and more happily without worrying about hierarchies. And if we feel com happy as a scientist putting marks on a page as a route into finding out about ourselves or as a way of freeing yourself or as a way of helping your science so that it's not, we're not so compartmentalized as a species, as cultures, if we see the way that these are interrelated, then we are more likely to survive. Because I think that those of us who, who stay close to our creativity, who understand nature's creativity, who understand other types of people through their culture, historically it turns out that we are far more joined together than we are separate. How 
We related to each other's cultures in terms of trading and exploring. That if we understand that, that we are connected, that we all have these capacities to create and make things, I think we have a better future for us as a species. I think that as a way of keeping yourself on track as a species is a great formula for success for our future. And I'm hoping that in, in my talks to you, that that has come across, that me as an artist has found that route to what I think are universal truths, to what it is to being human, our animal selves, our angelic selves, our intellectual selves, our dexterous selves, our physical selves, as well as our intellectual selves, our emotional selves. We, we need to keep that whole. And it seems to me that creativity, and you can talk to me about science or engineering or any other facet, but as someone who has been so committed to expressing myself, whether through music or through words, in whatever way my senses that merge with each other and separate out at times has afforded me, whatever, whatever I've done with that, that we all come to an agreement about what is healthy. And whatever you're in, I think creativity is the way forward, not a kind of thinking that seeks for separation, compartmentalizing thoughts or people or how we do things, that we keep the importance of creativity going right the way through a child's development, that we don't expect um, people to develop all at the same time, that, that, that we have a sense of openness about maybe we're going to be interested in science, the science subjects at one point, you're going to find yourself going into artistic areas and that we don't need to keep over-specializing, using people as tools of, for competition to outsmart each other and, and uh, not creating rounded whole human beings who see themselves as disenfranchised, over-specialized human beings who don't understand themselves as part of, of, of the whole, who don't see themselves as fractals. What seems to be a very self-preoccupied, inward-looking process of making art, submerging myself in the process of making art, actually that kind of thinking does apply to a way of seeing life, an internal life of a way of seeing the world, which is in fact ultimately enriching, where creativity and this process of making art, no matter how strange or obtuse it seems to be or how difficult to code, once you tap into what that, what that language is, it broadens out and opens out into questions of what it is to be a human being, and part of this human race on this planet, looking to the future of what, of what we can be and who we are, and keeping us healthy and connected.